hello. This is Voyager time. Fortunately, Mr. Neelix, what Cass has been describing is merely one possible future. On each occasion that she jumped to a previous time, her electric presence came to my room and said, Bimo, I need your perfect body to host the human incarnation of a baby. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. What? What? It's James Baxter. Oh, he's, I he's only... He's trying you're... to do the hor- his name, but like like a horse would? Yeah. Like a horse Fred. would do it? Andrew. Jake. Ben. I'm glad this joke landed so well. <laughs> well, I only I didn't hear you say Nate. I just heard you go. Ah. Yeah, well, I heard. I heard a little bit of the th, which really helped. Today we're talking about Voyager season three, episode twenty-one, before <laughs> and after. Shortly before her death in the future, Kess begins to travel backwards in time with a portion of events occurring in the year of hell. The Voyager has fired 19 of its 38 photon torpedoes. Um, right off the bat, the doctor looks hilarious with hair. He looks <laughs> it was hilarious. so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> I think it's so funny to, I know he's a hologram, but it's just so funny to think that as he <laughs> grows and gets older as a person. He grows more he hair. Just puts more hair on his head. <laughs> Doctor Van Gogh. That's, that's how uh-huh. humans do it, right? Uh-huh. You mean Doc? You mean Doctor Van Gogh? Yes. Doctor Van Gogh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's more like Doctor Van Great Hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You were trying to get a setup for a joke, and we ruined it. I was. No. <laughs> you okay. set yourself up. Set it up. Knocked it down all on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like playing uh, T-ball. <laughs> <laughs> Joke T-ball. <laughs> Robert Picardo, one of the few gentlemen out there who I think looks substantially better as a bald man. Yes. Oh, because you know it's fake, so it's weird to see him with it. Do you think that's what it is? Well, I mean... A little bit. I think at least... I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if we'd... Yeah, I don't know. If we'd seen him first with the fake hair, maybe we wouldn't know any different. Possibly it's just a bad wig. But mm-hmm. um, well, that's there was a lot of that in this episode. Uh, okay, elaborate, please. <laughs> Wait, you I'm like so, Kess's new hair? I'm so bad at identifying wigs. Like, legitimately, I'm just like a dumb dumb. Looks like, oh yeah, that's okay, normal. Well, that's fine. I know it. I know that generally, almost all of them have some kind of fake hair, even the dudes. Even the dudes. And yeah, they have like fake hair sideburns and stuff. They literally they talked about this on Delta Flyer. <laughs> Really, our favorite podcast. Uh huh. But so that's fake, and then Janeway always has some fake hair. Oh, are we sure um, that that's not the not Robert Picardo's real hair, and he's wearing a bald cap <laughs> every other episode? <laughs> if that's the case, Nate, I would prefer that he actually just shaved his head at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but Kessa's new hair is so frizzy, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? And, and terrible, yes. Like sometimes it just it looks so <laughs> like dated. It looks so weird, yeah. and I don't like it. But I think I like. I just liked her short hair. Yeah, Kess all of a sudden had big hair, and it was very. Well, she's future Kess. She got she got the powerful new hair from the future. Right. <laughs> the doctor also got yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... I, I, I thought the 90s, the short haircut, the bob, whatever she's got going on, looks more dated than what she had in this one. I don't agree. No, I was just, yeah, I believe you. I'm with you. I, I, th- I read that the reason that they changed her hair is so that the actress didn't have to keep wearing the, the ear 
thing. Because <laughs> really? she was like allergic oh, to them so or something. Good. Oh no! That's so like, I, su- I support the change if it made her more comfortable. I just mm-hmm. think they could have done a better job with what they went with. Mm-hmm. All right. So the episode. Are we just? A- <laughs> I I'm dreading talking about all- this. This is so. Wait, I d- why? I just thought it was, I was cringing so much through this whole time. I was just like, this yes. is making me uncomfortable. Like, and it's all, it's my own fault that I feel uncomfortable thinking about <laughs> Harry and Tom in this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, It's wait, wait, me. Wait. It's not necessarily the episode, although I think that the episode it was had a weird. lot to do with it. it. Well, I mean, it's also, okay. Yep. yep. Thinking about, okay, okay. Think about it. Start from the top. This. <laughs> First of all, Kes has Tom's rebound wife problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She swooped in like instantaneously when. Oh my God. Okay, so there's that. And then there's the fact that they have a kid who instantaneously grows up because Ocompin. Mm-hmm. Which- Convenient- conveniently, the Ocompin lifespan is with their child. But like, not n- no effect of the human lifespan. Yeah, that's as far what I was just gonna tell. say. Like, wouldn't like balance that be a out thing to worry middle? about? Yeah, there'd be somewhere in the middle. Like, maybe she's gonna live to like about forty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just some something. Anyway, and then so that kid grows up immediately and immediately marries Harry, and they immediately <laughs> mm-hmm. have another child that they name Andrew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Congra- congratulations <laughs> on your cameo there, Andrew. <laughs> So just in case it's, Harry's it's, child. I really want to spell this out. Mm-hmm. Harry Kim is <laughs> has a child with Tom Paris's daughter. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> my fa- Oh my god, Andrew, how so when we were watching these episodes, I messaged the group going, "God, this episode is fucking hilarious because that that concept alone mm-hmm. of Harry mm-hmm. being married <laughs> <laughs> to the to the child of Tom Paris and Kess was the fu- I was dying of laughter. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, then, I was Andrew- like, when that <laughs> happened, like my brain didn't register what was going on. I was like, are right, Tom, Harry, and this lady in like this weird like polyamorous relationship? Like, what is going on here? What is this? <laughs> oh I was and like then- ten minutes ahead of Andrew too, so he was like, are we watching the same <laughs> episode? <laughs> and then a minute later, oh no. I found it. <laughs> it's funny. It's only because my brain has been infected by that horrible Twilight bullshit that it even oh like God. registered after the fact. I don't think I could have figured it out otherwise. <laughs> I, but think about how strange mm-hmm. it is to be. I mean, first of all, it's weird. Harry and Ki- Tom are like the same age and then Tom uh-huh. has a daughter yeah. and Harry marries her. That's mm-hmm. weird. It's really but fucked up. But then also think mm-hmm. about the, how they, they're theoretic, theoretically going to be on... Voyager for like 75 years, right? Oh my mm-hmm. God. They're going to watch their child grow up, have a kid die. The child grows up, has a kid, dies. Like that, how many, how often is that cycle going to happen? Yeah. Generations. And they're not like barely age at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, I, I hate to bring this back up, but remember what Nicole and I decided if we ever got a Great Dane? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How many generations of a Great Dane can one person see in their lifetime? Mm-hmm. God. I could see, like, if a person could marry an Ocompin, and assuming all of the Oh, Ocompin, my God. You could Benjamin. See, you could see your great, 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 great grandchild mm-hmm. 
and see their funeral. Okay, you took that in a substantially less dark direction than I thought you were going to. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> was okay. Oh, now I'm okay, now I need but, to know what dark but, direction you wanted me to go. consider. <laughs> consider now we have more crew members. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's the important thing. Right mm-hmm. now we have more people to help get home. Perfect. But now we solution. also have more mouths to feed, Nathan. <laughs> and you know we don't have the energy for that. Well, yeah. other got, people got, die got, off. I guess. Alex. Yeah. Not as fast as you create new ones. They're like rabbits. Those Ocampans. <laughs> god. <laughs> it's just. It was just so weird. The, they picked Tom and Harry for this. I don't know who else they <laughs> yeah. would have picked, though, if they were going to do this. Like, I don't know who else is red there. red shirt or something. Yeah, I but, don't like, know. Then you, that's yeah, what about a big, Joe Carey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very important Joe Carey. Joe so fucking... Of all the... We lost Balana. We lost Joe Carey. We lost the Catholic... <laughs> who the fuck is Joe Carey? <laughs> I'm glad you included Joe Carey in this list of characters that we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> they could have introduced Joe Carey. Just to be Kess's whatever son-in-law, and then had him die in the middle of the episode. That would have been great. They could have had her get back with Neelix, oh something that no, already. Well, I mean, I don't like that either, but I like it better than the Tom and Harry situation. At least <laughs> oh, she yeah. already was with Neelix. You know yeah. what would have been the most fucked? Like this is a pretty fucked up situation, but you know what would have been more fucked? If Neelix had married her daughter. No, they would yeah. not have done that. That would have oh, been <laughs> too far, too far. Like I, like I said, it would have been Harry and Kim more aren't? fucked. This, <laughs> it is Harry some is... straight up imprinting shit where you look mm-hmm. where your best friend has a child and you look at that newborn baby and you think, mm-hmm. yeah, in about eight months, I'm going to tap that. Oh, my God. This was the, the horrible thing. The horrible thing is that this is the one episode. What happens? This is the one episode of television that influenced Twilight. Oh my god, oh, Lord! It was, it was the inception of, of it was Stephanie Meyer's inception of the whole franchise. Oh Jesus! I I just want to say though, the worst line of this episode was definitely at her the birthday party when Neelix goes, it's good to see that old lung is still working, Kessie. Oh, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like, I was just like, don't talk to her. Just get away <laughs> from her. You idiot. She's too good for you. Yeah. I I did love Tuvok. Like every time Tuvok had to talk about Neelix potentially being on the security team, <laughs> it was always kind of like, or, you could not be on the security. <laughs> Tuvok's like over my dead mm-hmm. body. I don't know why. He, of all the jobs they could have given him, security is like the worst one I for cannot, him. Yeah, I cannot I imagine a self-described what? pacifist. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is the chain of? Well, I won't say that being a pacifist is because on Deep Space Nine, the security officer doesn't use guns, and it works out perfectly fine. But Neelix is Isn't an he idiot. A shapeshifter. Yes, he is. That's a, you get a little bonus for that one, I think. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> because he's so, intelligent and knows how to do things. No, because you can blend in. You don't have to shoot somebody if you can like sneak up behind him and break their neck. He doesn't do that either. I, I, th- I don't he think that's do like like a very pacifist thing either, Andrew. She didn't say pacifist. She just said he didn't use guns. Fair. He doesn't use violence. Okay. At right. least in what I've seen so far. Doesn't it come down to Tuvok, though, who gets to be a security officer? Well, I so assume point- that what happened was when Janeway died, Chakotay was promoted, and then Tuvok became second yeah. officer or first officer, I mean. Office. So then he but wasn't. He would chief. still have to make the. <laughs> 
I know. I know. I don't know why Tuvok was like, this is fine. I'm letting you succeed me in this position. Unless they mm-hmm. truly were running out of people. <laughs> it really does not seem like something that Tuvok would do. No. And even if even if Tuvok, oh God, like even if they had few other people, I feel like Tuvok would still be like, I don't think. I mean, they have all the Ocampins now. <laughs> Any of the Ocampins could be secure. Yeah, but you, you got to just replace them every few months. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's so annoying. You want somebody who's going to stick it out, not immediately <laughs> like die. Neelix. Like Neelix. <laughs> <laughs> Neelix will never go away. Like. <laughs> Uh, it is our curse that Neelix will never die. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, fucked up family tree aside, I really like this episode, but I feel like y- y'all didn't. I mean, I, 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 I thought it was an interesting premise. I just couldn't get over the, <laughs> the Harry and I, Tom thing. And I didn't like having to see two birth scenes. <laughs> two oh, common birth scenes. Yeah, that was. Yep. I was. Well, they not, apparently yep. come out of their back. The, the back sack. Yeah, the yeah. back. The sack. Remember the back the, sack. from that one episode where she was oh, right. mutating or whatever because yeah. she was hitting puberty. I really bounced on that too. I don't know why it's so upsetting because you don't see anything. You just hear like a little sound, but it just like viscerally is unpleasant to yeah, watch. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know. Like I'm yeah. not necessarily opposed to the idea of having some like different alien biology be part of this it's just i didn't <laughs> i don't need to see i don't and then just like the terminology was just oh, the sack <laughs> is opening i'm like mm-hmm. i don't it it was like the best choice to gross someone out yeah it but worked. were they trying to do that it was supposed to be like a touching moment both times i, I don't think they were but they did pick the best word to grow someone out <laughs> the sack sure. is opening yeah. i mean i think the fact that they didn't show anything made it worse because now it's like <laughs> what's going oh, on oh, back there? Mm-hmm. it's like never seeing the monster in a horror movie right, right. you're right that's exactly what it is the monster of ocamp and birth <laughs> <laughs> so with this whole time going in reverse for her wait wait, thing, wait hold on okay I, i'm not quite there yet Okay. Just real quick, I, I like us to take a moment and think about how the Ocampans get pregnant. Fuck the back. <laughs> the back. Oh, yeah. God. Is that the situation? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is there like, like a, a vagina? Is there like a cloaca back there? What's going on? You know, pick your poison. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want that poison. All right. So Nate, you're going back, rescue us. Yeah, going backwards in time. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like she starts going reverse in time, like at this end of life stage where they put her in the what the whatever the device is that was going to like sustain the her temporal for field or yeah. something like that. Didn't to fix that, didn't she just have to go back far enough to be like, hey, don't go by the Krenum? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> like, hey, don't go there because they're going to shoot these time torpedoes at us and I, it will I think, be bad. I think the logic was like the radiation that was making this happen because it was also existing as like a weird time anomaly. It was with her the entire like it would go <laughs> back with her. You can't fix the yeah. time stream if you're mm. infected by the time yeah. stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Like that. <laughs> that the issue the main issue I had with like this whole uh, like the whole premise of the plot was like I thought it was good, and it 
the big thing was just like we're looking at the course of like six years when how much is actually happening in the course of that six years there's one big event that happens essentially and that's that year of hell Mm -hmm. like we could it would have been far more interesting i think if there were like if it was a different character that we would then see like multiple different stages of like what happened to the voyager instead of the course of six years (laughs) we're seeing basically her in like an extended college and master's uh degree (laughs) scenario like we're we're getting nothing of what's happening with voyager all right i'm with you 100 percent. i do have to ask though how long do we think takes place on average between episodes uh like, like a month yeah that's what I was like a month three, between three or four weeks a lot for this shit to happen maybe right? every couple weeks sometimes i don't know yeah. it depends on how many episodes are in the season so i think in like yeah, earlier yeah. seasons maybe one a month because there, there was less of them per season but like mm-hmm. maybe every couple weeks now i mean they've got to have some time where nothing's happening that'd be too yeah. stressful if they were always running from one emergency to the next yeah we could probably figure it out, right? Because we've got like based a fixed on cast. period of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. No, I wasn't even think shit. Yeah. Yes, based on that. Kess <laughs> is all is already like she is a paradox in terms of like a time thing, like a timetable. Because mm-hmm. didn't in the first episode, didn't she say she was like two years old? And in this episode, they sh- said that she showed up on the ship and she was barely a year old. Yeah, That's they're true. they're retconning some things with that for mm-hmm. sure. It, it's a she's a bad example for like for that yeah i mean just, just they say the star date in like every episode so if you just figure oh, out yeah. how they do that in star date what star date time mm-hmm. is unfortunately i don't think there's any consistency well uh, no what, uh, <laughs> <But, laughs> got to crack the code so it could be anywhere between uh 2 years and 30 years by star date logic <laughs> yeah exactly right. yeah yeah, no, I I agree. It it I mean, we're about to watch what is it going to be like four more seasons of this? I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a real world year and a lot more shit happens than what we saw in this episode. Mhm. It's a very interesting critique. It yeah. If it was like if it was the kind of thing where they used like Balana or just anybody else that has like a longer lifespan Mm -hmm. and then you like again this would rely on them having like uh specific like plot points that they knew that they really wanted to hit further down the line Mm -hmm. but like if they were like oh yeah we want to hit this this then this they could do that kind of thing where it's like oh they're flashing back through some of these things and they hit like 10 seconds of this event that happens and then we get to like be like what the fuck was that and then find out about it 10 like three seasons later or something like that you know it's interesting so taylor and i have been watching the tv show yellow jackets and um no spoilers it takes place with uh, a girl's high school soccer team and takes place with them in the past uh in 1996 and also with what they grew up to be in the future. And uh, they do some really interesting time sort of things like that, where you see little flashes of events that you know are in between uh, and come up later. It's a cool way of telling a story, but it unfortunately requires that you have everything planned out, which obviously mm-hmm. they do not with Star Trek. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that was interesting in this case where they were talking about it at the end where like, okay, well, this is one possible future. Like, this mm-hmm. is not necessarily what's going to happen and she's already affected, you know, time. But I was glad that they at least, like, I totally anticipated, like, her just getting, like, re-entered to her timeline and, like, just, like, waking up like, oh, whoa that was a weird oh, dream yeah. and like <laughs> just kind of going on business as usual like they've done before like nothing happened so i'm glad that it was actually like something that the crew was like i don't know that it was addressed that a crew was aware of and it was like not i mean just it was another erased event <laughs> yeah it was something traumatic that happened to her not mm-hmm. like right. dying or something basic like that you know so um the year of hell happens Right. This season, right? No. Oh, really? So that is something that will come up. So mm. it's not like okay. they completely pulled something out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That That's that's bonus points then. Yeah. I would say. Now, do you think that they pulled it out of this episode? Like, do they have that planned in advance, do you think? Or when they were writing that, did they think they yanked it from this? to? Have I have about? no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given how much they, you know, continuity has not been a huge thing, my guess would be someone was like, we had reference to that. That is a possible thing that could happen. Let's run with that idea. Right. Because, like, presumably they're going in, like, this one direction, you know, back to Alpha Quadrant, and they would have to go through this area where the Krenim are. Mm-hmm. regardless you can't go around that would take another 70 years or whatever right they'd right. come up yeah some some rationale was like oh it's not possible to go around because they own so much of this space right. or whatever yeah. or there's a nebula around there that doesn't have coffee in it you can't mm-hmm. go through one of those right can't go without your coffee nebulas no never so yeah <laughs> each jump that she made like as she started to figure things out, it was the classic, like, I have to explain this whole situation in, like, the first five minutes before it happens uh, again. Yeah. And it's just like that game you played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 12 minutes or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but when it got, like, she jumped back so far to, like, yeah, the scene of her birth, and I so desperately wanted this baby to be born and yell, I don't have much time to explain! (laughs) (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) I thought it was an interesting choice that they went all the way back to, like, cellular division. Cell division, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That part made me think... They went back to her memory as a sperm. (laughs) That part made me think, okay, did we just need to stretch out some time in this episode to fill up 44 (laughs) minutes or whatever you were going to need this to be? Because why do we need this part? (laughs) They needed another four or five minutes. We came in 30 seconds short. Do you have anything we can do for this? Uh, Well, I guess we could just reduce her back to her molecular components. (laughs) (laughs) I, I almost thought we were going to go all the way back to, like, the Big Bang or something. God, that would have been so funny. For an episode that was definitely not intended to be funny, there were just so many parts that oh, had yeah. me laughing so hard. And it really worked for me, though. I don't know. Tonally or something, I was, like, fully invested in Cass and trying to figure out what was going on and how to make it stop. And so, like, mm-hmm. looking back, that shit was absolutely hilarious. But in the moment, I was, like, just totally bought in. 
I think it helps that she's a good actress. Yeah, <laughs> and like really one good. of the more she interesting just, yeah. people on the show and not just another Neelix episode. Ugh. Jennifer Lane has like she every time she's had one of these like weirder conceptual episodes, oh, yeah, which have been like every single it. one that's focused on her. Yeah. It's she's done great. It's yeah. I cannot yeah. flaw no flaw with her, in my opinion. Nope. Right. I mean, yeah, Grandma not. Grandma Castle's great. Like Yeah. The like even like the makeup and like her like mm-hmm. her eye like the one squinty eye like that she yeah. did like mm-hmm. just I don't know she yeah I don't know she, did a really she good even job. slept with her shoes on mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird when this episode started I missed that bit where it, her grandson calls her Kess and so when the camera zoomed in I was like who is this old lady why do I care so much about this. <laughs> The only, the last thing I really have to say is that I thought it was dumb that Bolana and Janeway died, period. Because, like, if only we were in the 24th century yeah. where they revive people from the dead literally all the time. I wonder mm, yeah. what would happen if somebody could do that. Hmm. They've never mm. done it before on no, the show, no, except no, for, no. like, multiple times. Except including for with time Janeway. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, they got some. They got some scratches on their face. Oh no! Can't do <laughs> right. anything about it. The only reason I could think they do it was because changing the captain is like the biggest sign shocking. that something is different. Yeah, yeah. And um, they'd already set stuff up with Tom and Bolana, so they had to get rid of her somehow. Right, or, because get her out of the picture. Because who, she anyway. would never just dump Tom. Like <laughs> he's such a catch. No. <laughs> Not Tom Paris. Look at him. Are Tom Paris? No. He's busy handing his children off to his best friend. <laughs> I mean, at least they had him say, Thanks, it's weird it. that you're my brother, my son-in-law mm-hmm. to him. Like, at least he, they acknowledged it instead of acting like it's fine. It's an mm-hmm. unbelievable understatement to call that well, relationship weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes. Because think about how the times they've had conversations about their sex lives, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And then this Mm -hmm. is, I mean, why didn't Tom throw more of a fit? Like, hey. I I don't know. Don't do that. Tom's a dirty bird You know how they could have avoided doing this is if they hadn't had it be another daughter. It was like a, and then he married someone else. Oh, well, he could have still married Harry, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The most fucked up thing to me is I mean, there's a, there's a lot. To, it would be pretty <laughs> fucked up even if they were humans. But what makes it extra mega fucked up is that Tom has been alive longer, like in a substantial way. Like he was there for that. His the Harry was there for his wife's birth. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. 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 I just it's just so this is what they get for creating an <laughs> alien that only lives nine years. Like this is uh, what they get. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. Like you said, I think there's other better ways that they could have like reinforced like, oh, yeah, she's going to only live nine years. So we're going to have have to have her being a romantic with anybody. Maybe she's asexual. Right. Maybe that's why she broke up with Neelix or maybe she uh, just she doesn't have to do this. She doesn't have to marry. It doesn't have to be. That's why they could have told the story uh, without the relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like I said, I, I think they could have like emphasized the fact that she will be like live, live a nine year lifespan without 
the weirdness involved in this yeah. episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, they but they ag- chose, again, they it, chose to make it weird. Yeah, but it really doesn't make sense because if they are half human, then why do they have Ocompen life life spans? Apparently, those Ocompen genes are very strong. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Have we drained the well on this one? Yeah. Please, I God. Think so. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I just none, have of some... the, none of the rest of the details of this episode matter. <laughs> like, yeah. I do have some extraneous notes. Um, Kess had a cool, big, like, old-fashioned candelabra in her uh, <laughs> her quarters for some reason. I don't know what that's for. Um, Kess's normal body temperature is about 59 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be fucking frigid. I was about to point that out, too. Like... I was like, no matter what, like if this is Celsius or Fahrenheit, this is so cold. That this is the temperature. Is fucking where if, freezing. Like if you snuggle up with her in bed at night, like <laughs> you would get you get hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> so not only is she young, she's dangerous to be around. Um, <laughs> which make which makes no sense for how at God. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit where uh, Linus who is Tom Paris's daughter, Harry Kim's wife, is talking about how like hey, Harry has remind it. us of this. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> she talks about how uh, her husband Harry Kim has taken to <laughs> being a father really well and she hasn't. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I Harry like, Kim I, life would be a great but he'd be a good dad. Good baby yeah. Dad. I like you know that. what's upsetting? What? He probably sang those same songs to his wife when she was a baby. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because he is he is he's Tom Paris Tom's, and Kess's friend. He's their mm. best friend. He's Tom's best friend. So he would have been like the primary, like, or like not the primary, like the yeah. babysitter. Oh, God. Yeah. That's they so just, he would have been one of their first people to go to. They didn't like, think this everything. episode through at all. Uh, <laughs> like, so they could have. Here's. Here's what they could have Please done. Joe Carey. If they were really, really married to the idea of having the relationships, they should have had not Tom. They should have killed Tom off and then is had. This, is this fuck Mary Kill for Kess? No. <laughs> no. What they should have done, kill Mary Tom, Tom off. Kill Harry. Harry and Kess get married and then. Balana gets with their son or something. If yes. it's not any better. No, it's. No, well, it's, it's bad, still, but it's, it's not Harry and Tom best friends. Now they're married to mothers. <laughs> like, you know, it's a little, it's less gross in terms Harry, of Harry and Bellana at least are like, they, they have a, enough distance where it would be like a little less weird. And I don't think that Bellana would be like babysitting a baby that she no. grows up in, that grows up in Mary's. You know, she's like not, she's not that kind of character. <laughs> she doesn't. She wouldn't be interested in that. So, why, did there have to be a second generation at all? Why? Do, why couldn't they just have like one kid? That would have been fine. It's a fantastic <laughs> question. It's we're we're positing this based off of the idea that they were committed to this idea, right? If they change nothing else, if they change nothing else about this, just episode, swap out those characters. Just anything they could have replaced one of these people with a red shirt just one from this equation joe Carey. for real <laughs> who the, did they tom mention of, somebody named joe Carey in this episode i don't yeah. remember that yeah, with, yeah. And they're talking yeah. yeah they're talking about joe Carey talking about died? the yeah yeah 
Tom, you, Tom's you, talking you, about the year of hell, and he's never like, happened. <laughs> you got me going there. <laughs> God damn it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. About- he was one of the random people that died in like the explosions or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, they were talking about like who died and who's like Captain Janeway and Joe Carey and Bellana. And those are the only three that he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the two main characters and then Joe Carey. Like, who the fuck is Joe Carey? He's the guy it's from Stranger like, Things. It's going to be yeah, like yeah. a producer's what? son or something. Like, <laughs> What are you talking? I made your that same joke twice, and you laughed the first <laughs> time, and so now I'm confused why you didn't get it the second time. I'm just baffled by <laughs> Joe Keery is what I was talking. Joe Keery, <laughs> the guy from, you know, he plays Steve. The Stranger, the stranger Things. His name's Steve. what? Oh my! The guy who Steve plays Stranger Steve things. in yes. his name's yeah yeah his name's Joe Keery. Yeah, in real life, yes, that is the actor's name. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. We can move on. We can move on. We can to be the done next with this. Just looking at Joe Carey's pregnant... dumbass face on Memory Alpha now. Don't <laughs> talk guy. Joe Carey or Joe Keery? Joe, Joe, Car- Joe Carey. <laughs> okay, I was like, we're not going to talk bad about Joe Carey's face on this podcast. <laughs> Joe Carey is very pretty. We have enough problems with that. <laughs> talking about people's face. <laughs> okay, but I also personally episode, really like his face, to so Carey. we're gonna be nice about his face. And I am Wait. the editor, so I am going to. If anybody says anything bad about it, I will edit it so that it sounds like you said something nice. Okay. Or, or you can only say it bad if you are also going to do an apology letter on our next episode, <laughs> and we need to have that. You need to say so right now so that we can hold you to it. I just said he's very pretty. He's a nice looking gentleman. Okay. That's fine. That's then fine. Good. We have Perfect. no nothing to worry about. He's got kind of like this uh, innocent, awkward teenager vibe that really works for him. And tall hair. I want to talk about pregnant BMO. And oh, I want to talk about pregnant BMO now. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> I was really excited to record. I was like, we got a good Star Trek episode. We got two good adventure times. This is going to be a great record tonight. Immediately, immediately off the fucking rails. (laughs) Fuck it. Jeez, let's put the pregnant BMO penny back on the rails so the train can just blast off. (laughs) This week we also watched Adventure Time Season 5, Episode 19, James Backs the Horse. Who gives a shit? It's all about pregnant BMO. Uh, (laughs) That's like 30 seconds of the episode. It's it was so my first note. It's perfect. It's perfect it's to so, be mo. It's so good. <laughs> it's so fucked up and in much the same way that it was Harry Kim marries yeah. Tom Paris's yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Bimo, uh, how did you get so pregnant? Oh my god. Uh, oh oh I am uh, I let I let my buddy Jake have sex with me. I, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> God, can you imagine like the Finn Jake Bemo relationship? But it's it's t- you know the Tom Harry and Kiss. God, yeah, <sighs> fucked up. So Bemo is now pregnant with the child that Jake is then going to marry. That's the that's the relationship here. God damn it, Ben. I didn't even think of this until you put this horrible stuff in my brain. <laughs> I never said this part. <laughs> <laughs> this is all you, my dude. Oh, man. Until a minute ago, I was just like, oh, that funny little Bebo pregnant song. That's so funny. And Ben's like, no, we're going to talk yeah. about this. 
All I said was I wanted to talk about pregnant Bimo. Uh, tell me about it's, pregnant it Bimo. It was very cute. Cute? <laughs> I mean, Just running around like, I am so pregnant. <laughs> I was having a great time. It was just like an egg taped to their it was friend. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is BMO dealing with the trauma of not being able to marry Bubble? Honestly, I was wondering because it immediately goes terribly wrong. The egg falls and cracks Mm -hmm. and and then they start like weeping again Mm -hmm. the same way as they were. Yeah. And then but this time Jake and Finn it almost felt like I mean they didn't say anything like this but it almost felt like you could read it as them being like feeling bad about laughing about the bubble situation Mm -hmm. and so then Mm -hmm, they go on this quest to cheer people up yeah I guess I didn't learn my lesson from this episode because I started (laughs) out this episode by doing exactly what they did failing to make people happy with James Baxter's whole whole style whole deal (laughs) <laughs> so I need to go make my own noise, I guess, now. Okay. Well, <laughs> let, let us know what you come up with. <laughs> um, I have real facts about this. If, we, if we're if we done talking about, like, BMO being pregnant. Well, the episode talks about that. We're talking about the episode that talks uh, about that. There's also a majestic horse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Allison was so desperately trying to listen to an audiobook while this episode was playing. And their noise that kept making every time they made it, oh. which was the entire episode. It's like <laughs> just an audible groan from the other side of the couch. Bemo's pregnant. <laughs> James Baxter uh, is the name of the animator who was brought in for this episode. Uh, I'm I'm broken by he's a horse and I, I, this is a horse Christ. animated this episode. <laughs> Uh, he's a talented ass horse. He's a gentleman. He's got hands, not hooves. Uh, he works for Disney and DreamWorks. And does he does he take the hooves off of his hands and then have those unsettling <laughs> no, fingers. fingers? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure every single time he gets to the office, he like makes eye contact with somebody and does that. <laughs> he uh, was one of the lead animators in the movie uh, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Oh, so ah, he's a horse classic. specialist. He's a horse. Boy. Yeah, he's a horse specialist. Man. Yeah, and apparently he's a, a big deal uh, Mate, that's in the called a centaur. community. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, a centaur would be a pretty good horse animator. Like, Yeah. His hands they've got, and horse They've hooves. got reference for the legs. Yeah. He's got the, well, that, the when, hands for the like drawing. Saying... He's got the hands for the drawing and the spirit for the guess, inspiration. Yes. <laughs> From go. the horse part. Yeah, the horse spirit. I uh, I guess that is kind of like saying, oh, a you're a human. Spirit. You can animate a human. <laughs> you're making a great point. But yeah, can we get rid al- of the species essentialism in the animation industry? <laughs> he's already an animator. He's already a horse. <laughs> he's already a little bit horse. Okay, but he if he's already an animator, if he's also a horse, that it just makes sense that oh, if he's already doing the animator, it probably he's probably pretty good at the horse part of it. Right? I wasn't speaking about his ability to animate a horse as much as <laughs> the majestic inspiration that would come from the spirit of a horse. Right. The joy that a horse would bring to the world through animation. Nothing See, I was explicitly talking. Mm-hmm. I was explicitly talking about be, being able to draw a horse better. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, because he can just look at himself in a mirror when he runs or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really long mirror. Like he's running across a gym. Now, to be fair, Sarah and I both did just realize that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's not not how it works for real people. No, but that's what I was saying. He's already an animator. If he's also a horse at the same time, then he's probably used his own body as reference. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. This is faultless logic. Okay, but he's he's a human, is what you're saying. Can you? T- what's the rest of the? You can fact confirm he is human. You were. He's not I a centaur. I, I cannot confirm this. I cannot confirm either number of legs, hooves, arms, species. Okay, so was that the whole fact, or was there more? And we interrupted you. I don't know what happened. Nope, the whole fact. Thanks. Okay, he's a horse animator. <laughs> no, he's not a. <laughs> He's an animator. Na- he's a- known for animating horse. I hate you guys so much. But in the episode, he's a horse. But he's a horse animator. <laughs> James Baxter. <laughs> Andrew to just quit the call. I don't know where he is. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. I had no idea this is what was going to happen from all this. <laughs> okay. Andrew, come back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you have other facts? Yeah, I got some other facts. Okay, it kind of feels silly now. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Give me like two um, more seconds just to calm down. I oh want to hear God. your facts. Okay. I swear to God. And I don't want to laugh over them. All right. Well, here's here's a. Uh, they go to the cave and they do some some creative science out there. The circuit diagram on the wall is actually uh, the electric diagram for a uh, guitar amplifier. Hmm. That's really it's cool. It's yeah. pretty neat. Uh, and did you know that the guitar amplifier? This is not a joke. Was created by a man named, named Sir Robert Ryan. Horse. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's a knight. I wish that was true. His name looking. is oh. well. It's true now. Yeah. You can't take <laughs> I've that back. This is true. <laughs> Old okay. Bobby Horace and his electric guitar. I was looking at the the, <laughs> the Adventure Time wiki for James Baxter, and there's an equipment section under there. <laughs> <laughs> his horses. Equipment beach ball, colored red, yellow, and blue with a white center. <laughs> As shown in the episode, his act of balancing and moving from one place to another top it enables him to make people happy. He's magical. Mm-hmm. Love it. Draws a good horse. Yes. Um, Are we really just not going to talk about the part uh, when Jake puts Finn up his butt? Wrapped his whole entirety of his butt cheeks around Finn's head. That I don't think it's quite putting him up his butt. That's. It's. I mean, it's, it's just a special. He, Jake, it hug. wasn't up his butt. He did. He did clap his cheeks on Finn's head. Okay, so what like, a clap back is. I'm not really. A, Yes, that's what happens when someone oh, says yeah. I clapped back. That's what they meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where does in the butt begin? Like, at what level are you 
in the butt. The anus? It, do I mean, you, like next to it or inside? In, I would think in. In. Which in, are all the yeah, that's. Because so at this point, he was just between cheeks. All right. So, yeah. just well, we don't know cheeks. what was going on in there, but I will say. That's true. We did not get a view of how deep <laughs> he got into there. <laughs> It, I hope that he just like stretched out his his uh, butt parts <laughs> and clapped him around. His butt parts? Does that include the <laughs> anus? No, the <laughs> external butt parts. The cheeks? We yes. have a name for that. External butt parts. Yeah, but okay, it's but funnier if to say. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh. lord. <laughs> Episode's a fucking nightmare. Um, I have, I, I, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm sorry this has completely gone off the rails, but like it's fun. Somehow it went even further off the rails. Like the train, like it derailed, but managed to like find its way on its own like weird like off road rails. And even we've derailed from that now as well. And it's just it's it it is quite literally a like car crash that just keeps happening. Off road yeah. train. Mm-hmm. Do you know that early trains were pulled by horses? That I feel bad for the. Did you? Are you just making up a horse fact? No, that one's true. That okay. one is true. <laughs> yes. no, no beach balls involved, though. I think no, but they were all named James Baxter, though. They were all named James Baxter. Uh, I thought this episode was an interesting metaphor for learning uh, how to do something creative. You get inspired by someone who's good at it, and then you want to go do it yourself, and you're really, really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um. You you like the way you learn is by copying somebody, but you're like you're it's never as good as you want it to be. And then you figure out you, you you start to get the basic skills, you go out and learn how to do it on your own in your own way, and then eventually you sort of you, you, you learn mastery of it the way that you were gonna do it yourself. Um and then your you know, your original inspiration is still around there. Mm-hmm. Make people happy too. Yeah, it is an interesting point on yeah, just like artistry in general, like just you know, you're never going to <laughs> be the person that you are emulating so it's focusing on like what what you like what makes you special in that arena or like what your focus is instead of just yeah completely trying to like solely emulate your your inspiration right quite exactly. quite literally finding your own sound like, yeah mm-hmm. you you can't do what works for somebody else because it probably won't work for you so right you can't just like you know, in the opening of a podcast, like say your name like a horse and expect it to go well. <laughs> but that is how you learn. That's how you start by copying mm-hmm. somebody who knows what they're doing. And then by the end of it, you find your own voice talking about James back to the horse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Horse man. Um, I got nothing else for this. I'm, I'm drained. <laughs> yes. We still have one more episode to talk about. Uh, episode <laughs> the second. Did I even mm-hmm. say, I didn't even read this. Okay. We also watched season five, episode 20. Finn and Jake make a bet to see who cannot talk the longest and use signs to communicate. However, Bimo thinks the two are possessed by a malevolent force and hides in the walls of the treehouse. I love this as a concept for an episode. They get so much mileage out of that. Them being silent, just using the, that was, the, a, it was endless very jokes, creative. endless yeah. just, mm-hmm. this, this conceit of like having to pre-write cards and then having such specific <laughs> yes. signs, like the uh-huh. one of, at breakfast, <laughs> the sign that's just of the breakfast. I mean, like, yeah, 
I love Jake's like series of very specific signs that we get that shot of Finn flipping <laughs> through his and they're like, great job, Jake. I love you, Jake. Oh, trying to find- it's, yeah. it's all like very vague yeah. can be yeah. used in most situations and he, he's obviously super mad at Jake for somehow managing to write all these hyper specific signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't write enough signs, did you, Finn? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a smart thing to do with the episode though because it literally lets them like communicate everything they want or need to because they can write anything and that's just part yeah. of the joke yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a great point it's it's a brilliant concept and it was really funny like i actually was mm-hmm. belly laughing a couple of times watching this mm-hmm. it's very like looney tunes of like um yeah of like finn running away and showing the ouch signs like uh-huh. ouch and ow and or yeah. the like uh-oh as you're about yep. to fall yeah right shit. And there was that, I mean, Looney Tunes, like in a very literal way, that spider that they come across is drawn in like a super 1930s, 40s style. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I always thought this was an interesting sort of story. It's kind of like what it's like to be in the outside of an inside joke. Like all your friends know what's going on and you just like don't and it feels terrible. And then once Mm -hmm. like you get told what it is, like, okay, it's fine. I don't care. I just wanted to hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, Bimo's reaction at the end. Just like cuts them off like oh no i don't care let's let's dance yeah (laughs) Yeah. i really liked the song the song was all these bemo songs are way better than they deserve to be (laughs) yeah uh implying that somehow bemo is not worth a beautiful song like these little like 15 second snippets of songs they include in a children's cartoon being like so good i know i know yeah the music in this show is really outrageously good yeah um i got nothing else except i was happy to see party wolf come back party wolf party wolf was great just uh, out of nowhere well, there was a party smashed through well, the ceiling yeah. It's just, I forgot who he was. And then I was like, oh, he was in another one, <laughs> <Yeah>. wasn't he? <laughs> I did actually find it really funny that when Bima was talking about, like, Bikini Babes, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is actually real or if this is just something weird in Bima's mm-hmm. head. And then when they actually showed up, I was like, okay, <laughs> yes. Was yeah. real Bikini Babes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of those things you never really know what you're going to get with Bima if, <laughs> <Right. a literal, laughs> if it's a literal thing or not. Bimo is such a singular character. Um, there's some episodes later, either this season or next, where they get like a really good emotional <clears throat> arc. But for right now, I'm totally thrilled with Bimo just being like a super weird, yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of that one character. <laughs> mm-hmm. and this was In like the, a really sweet, innocent way. Yeah. This was the third episode where they're like deal, being traumatized somehow, though. I know. I like know. third in the in a row. I'm like, let's give Bimo a break. <laughs> like like first he gets carried away by an eagle and then his or their like fiance or whatever <laughs> dies. LeVar Burton. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, like out of nowhere and then you know, the pregnancy situation and now their friends get well, I mean, they don't know what's going on, but they get possessed or whatever. And yeah. then he has to hide in the wall and he, they're just like shaking and crying, basically. Like, just yeah, Bimo feel, got super traumatized. Feel bad for Bimo. That's all. Bimo deserves better. Well, Bimo got a touch screen. So Bimo's screen is replaced and now it's got a, mm-hmm. it's no, no longer cracked and uh, they got a touch screen. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a good rad. upgrade. I like that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, do we have any grables for these insane episodes? Of course. I do. Uh, something. I have the, the, small, the, the thinnest of a grable. All right. Grable me, daddy. Uh, there is pregnancy in both episodes. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus. That's so obvious. I didn't yep. think of that. Yep. That one's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, did you have one? Um, no, just just you know people getting traumatized in all of them i guess mhm 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 yeah in some pretty dramatic ways yeah uh finn and jake and Cass couldn't communicate what was going on to them to people who needed to hear it mhm 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 that's a good one maybe Cass should have just written it down on a fucking sign that would have solved all their problems <laughs> mhm unfortunately since she was also traveling like to different places and she didn't seem to like take anything with her Right. I don't think she would have been able to hold on to that sign. But she was going back in time, right? So she's becoming younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She should have gotten it as a, as a tattoo, like in Memento. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it would still not be there. She would be going back before she got the tattoo, though. Yeah, but that means the people in the... Because they need it in the future, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I see the problem. Shoot. Yeah. 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 Great idea. Shoot, well, thought I cracked this one open. Yeah, unfortunately, the execution on this one's a tough one. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Man, I'm just, okay, so I'm getting ready to tell you what episodes we're going to be watching for next week, and I'm just scrolling through the Star Trek (laughs) ones here, and there's just some real bangers in here that we, I'd forgotten about. Um, Like, The Shoot. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, blood fever with everyone's oh, favorite blood wax fever. statue cursed to be alive, <laughs> Vorik. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Uh, oh, this is gonna be a weird one too. All right, well, do we do we have anything else? Is that it for uh, nope. this episode of this podcast? That's all. all right, I've got nothing else except how we normally close stuff out. So. I don't. Don't I just usually say what's going? On? I say yes. uh, well. Well, Centaur is balancing on beach balls. Join us next week as we watch Star Trek Voyager season three, episode 22, real life and adventure time season. What a five, five, right? Season, season five, episode season five, 21, yeah. the suitor and 22. The party's over. Ila de Senorita. Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Voyager time. Follow us on Facebook, Voyager Time. Uh, email us, VoyagerTime at gmail.com, and join our Discord server. The link is in the show notes. All right, hold on. Let me get in position for this one. Oh, boy. What? Why do you need to be in position? In the mean time. We'll just, we'll wait. just wait for you here. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> okay. Let's get my cheeks clapping. By the mausoleum. <laughs> With our backs turned. Oh, weird. I didn't hear Sarah say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you heard Ben. Why? Well, yes. I was not prepared. <laughs> wow. We're professionals here. 2022 is the year of me getting the outro right and We're Nate professionals? fucking it up. Since when are we professional? Yeah, we're we're not getting paid. Pro Nate, are you getting paid? Wait, pro you amateurs. Are? Nate, just say your thing. And our defenses <laughs> lowered. <laughs> <laughs> you found your own sound. I'm so proud of you.
Come on.